things are needed more these days than a cup of coffee and a walk in the woods. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. I recently shared a secret about myself while guiding a birding hike for women. I don't really use eBird. Their jaws dropped before my very eyes. Shock positively reverberated through the forest. I have used eBird. I know how it works. I know that it's valuable to submit your bird observations to that database so scientists can notice trends and explore areas of further study. And I regularly teach my program participants how to use it and its importance. So I think that makes up for it. I just don't relish feeling like I have to complete a checklist when I'm enjoying restorative nature time. Here's another secret. I have never consistently had a bird feeder. Part of that comes from moving a lot, but another part of it comes from my general impatience with having things like kitchen pets, such as sourdough starters, that require the kind of regular maintenance that sometimes feel like just too heavy of a lift when life is already full of things that require regular maintenance. Why add to the to-do list unnecessarily? But I will admit, I finally have a bird feeder set up that I can handle. My feeder, which I received as a gift from a friend who clearly knew I needed it, is large enough that it doesn't need to be refilled very often, and I put it in a spot where I can easily reach it when I do need to refill it, and I can see it from all the spots where I sit in my home. And this simple cylinder full of mixed seed has given me the delightful opportunity to watch red-breasted nuthatches this winter. Red-breasted nuthatches are small birds, about the size of a chickadee, but with a shorter tail and almost no neck. They have bold black markings on their head, a stripe that goes through the eye, and a black cap with white in between. The black and white striping of their faces reminds me of a badger. The red on the breasts of these nuthatches is a pale rust shade, while their backs and wings are a blue-gray, eye-catching little birds, even smaller and more colorful than their white-breasted nuthatch kin. However, if you're not close enough to ascertain their coloration, their behavior gives them away as a nuthatch. They spend most of their time head down, creeping in every direction along a tree trunk. While chickadees flit about primarily in the branches, nuthatches prefer the trunks where they seek food and bark fissures and even cache food there. This behavior is what gives nuthatches their name. For seeds with especially hard seed coats, nuthatches will wedge them into a crevice then repeatedly whack at them until they expose the nutritious seed within. While red-breasted nuthatches are year-rounders here in Maine, on some winters when their food crop is low farther north, we may get even more of them from up north joining our populations. And nuthatches are one of our winter birds that spend their time in mixed flocks, a collaborative strategy that helps them all find food more successfully. Another birdie gift I received this winter was a copy of Birds Through an Opera Glass by Florence A. Merriam, originally published in 1898, but reprinted by Forgotten Books in 2015. She describes this tendency of seeing nuthatches with some other species beautifully. Crossbills, snow buntings, grosbeaks, and sometimes other birds visit us here at irregular intervals during the winter but there are four little friends that never desert us no matter how long the winter lasts. They form a novel quartet, for the chickadee whistles the air, the nuthatch sings his meager alto through his nose, and the two woodpeckers, the hairy and downy, beat their drums as if determined to drown the other parts. But they are a merry band with all their oddities, and wander about giving concerts wherever they go 
till the woods are alive again and we forget that we have ever missed the summer birds. So the next time you're outside, you could challenge yourself to find a mixed flock and find a red-breasted nuthatch. Sure, these may be more common birds than, say, a harlequin duck, but they're just as valuable to learn from and observe. And what a lesson in collaboration, grouping up with other species during the scarcest season in order to support each other in finding resources together. You can find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Redbreasted Nuthatch Sound, courtesy of the National Park Service. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. (laughs) 